Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said. Welcome back, guys. A pleasure once again. And we have a different topic today, uh, health in relationships, how we help each other to stay healthy. Uh, So we're just going to drop some bombs on this. (laughs) Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I think we do complement each other because the way that we bring, um, you know, our strengths in, it it's so different from each other. So yeah, we just wanted to talk about how we help each other be more healthy just by us living our own lifestyles and then bringing that together because we really want to be the best that we can be for each other. Obviously we want to age really well. We want to be really healthy and vibrant for our little kids. So um, we thought we would share some of our insights with you today. So um do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I just want to add a little bit more to that as well. Like um, our health is so important and, and in a relationship and as parents and as friends for anything, the better you feel, the better you will be to everyone else. Like I know when I'm tired and lethargic and feeling like crap, I'm short and and, and um, aggressive with the kids and with Mars and, you know, so health is so important to feel better, to be better and do better in the world. Uh, so that's why I thought, thought this was an important topic to to cover because we are quite strict with our health. There's a lot of little things that we do behind the scenes. It's not a, just a matter of going to the gym and, you know, training. There's a lot more to you know, the foods that we eat and the, yeah. the products that we use. So I wanted to touch on, on some of those. So. Yeah. So when we got together, um, I was probably as strict as, you could be when it came to so like a 30 day juice cleanse. Or something yeah. Before. I've done a juice cleanse, but I've always eaten really clean. Um, and I, at the time I didn't drink at all. Whereas now I might have like one drink a month mm. if it's like a big month. Um, but I typically don't drink and, um, yeah, I don't go out and party and stuff because I, I value my energy so much. It's like the most important thing. So I just like to me, alcohol and no judgment if you enjoy drinking. But to me, alcohol just never I never saw it as a net positive. I always saw it as a net negative. Um, I'm someone who does get hung over. So I was like, I have a small baby. Why would I want to feel hungover mm-hmm. and not be my best for my daughter? She's been through enough. <laughs> I was a single mom. Like there was just no way. And for years before that, actually, I, I wasn't drinking too. So I think that's one of the things that I brought into the relationship that then he kind of followed suit because your background was. Yeah, I was a binge drinker. Um I used to drink when I drank, I drank a lot. And you know, I thought it was all in good fun. Uh, I like to have a good time and like to party, but it was 
I think for me, it was a lack of meaning in my life. I did it as something to do as well. And I guess when, when we got together, I had a lot more meaning. It was a, it was a missing piece in my life um, to, to have mass and to have the kids. That's what I needed. Um, but also it was the education around our vibrational frequency and learning more about quantum physics and vibration, law of attraction, all that kind of stuff that when you put it into not just the physical, oh, I feel like crap the next day, well, what's the energetics of that? What's the spiritual energetic effect of of drinking? And that's what Mars brought into my life where I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm going to bring make a sweeping statement that could be controversial as well, but I don't know anybody that drinks regularly that is really like overflowing with happiness. Yeah. Like who I find drinks regularly, like daily or every single weekend, they're just like kind of like here with life. And that's that's fine. But I find that the people that are really thriving have a lot of discipline around their drinking. Because for me, drinking is one of those like um like gratification fulfillment scenarios. So you feel good in the moment, but it's actually a depressant. So, and this is like conclusive studies. Mm-hmm. It's a depressant because it it messes with your emotions. Like you feel all excited, da da da. The next morning you feel like ass. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wakes up feeling like bread eyed, bushy tailed after a big night of drinking. It just just doesn't happen. So I was like, for me, it was just like not a part of of my life. I actually didn't know that you're a binge drinker. You know what's so funny? I I learned he was a binge drinker on this show a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I didn't know. I I had no idea. I don't think we even ever talked about it, but he just pivoted so quickly when he, cause you know what it was. I remember when I was like, I'm not sure that I want to do this. You were like, okay, well I'm changing my life with or without you. That's what he told me. He was like, I'm changing. I'm doing this cleanse. I'm doing all these things. He made this big thing about it. And then, so because he pivoted so hard, I didn't even know. Cause I didn't know him. I didn't know what his life was like before. So I didn't know he was drinking a lot. So when he just wasn't drinking, I just thought that's who he was. And it wasn't only until recently that I found that he was a binge drinker. Who knew? Yeah, and that that started began with with trauma. You know, it was more of an emotional thing that trauma. yeah, it's always the trauma. Um, that uh, about eighteen, I had the professional football career because as a teenager, I never went to parties. I was always in bed at eight thirty on a Friday night because I had football Saturday morning, and football was my dream. It was my it was my plan A, plan B, and plan C. There was there was no alternative. That's why I didn't try at school so in Australia it's different to the, to the US with football where you you need to perform in your studies as well here you don't and so I remember having a conversation with my teacher that no, I don't need to do school I'm, I'm playing AFL that was it because I didn't even care about the money although I would have made a lot of money with it but it was the injuries that ended my career then my mum and dad separated my nonna passed away all within a year and I was when my whole world turned upside down and I turned to drinking and partying and drugs and and that was my way of dealing with it because I had no way, I did had no understanding on how to regulate that. I had no coaching or mentor. And I, I just didn't know. Lack um, of resilience back yeah. to our parenting style. Yeah. It was like you weren't equipped with that. Like nobody quick. was just born resilient. This is something we are taught. And this is why, you know, some children who experience a lot of trauma in their early eight years like me, 
I, I had to, out of necessity, become resilient. So when things happen later in my life, I could manage them because I kind of had to, whereas you had a really great childhood and upbringing and you have like the most loving mom in the world. Like she's so beautiful. She's like the best mom. Mm -hmm. And then to go from that, like this beautiful, like family unit, all of a sudden, it's huge and not I having lost my whole skills. identity in that yeah. in that one year because it was all my significance and achievement and everything was through football and all my all my love and connection and you know that it was all mm-hmm. through my family and mm-hmm. and that was my identity just gone mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so that's one anyway so drinking um yeah you, you brought that in into our relationship i think uh, and I, don't get me wrong i still love to have a couple of glasses of wine it puts I, I feel great when i'm cooking dinner i love to have a couple of glasses of wine but i don't binge drink i don't think i've been drunk since since we met mm. you know there's been the most maybe the boat day had a few then but you know we don't really we don't party i, I couldn't even i could not <laughs> to go to a nightclub now it's like wow I cringe. Um, I'd cringe, and that's no, no, nothing against I anyone who's do that. That's just me. I would go to a club just because I want to dance, but because the last was, time I went to a club, I was so sober, and I probably was having the most fun in the whole effing place. Yeah, see, I was like, I'm too embarrassed to go on the dance floor because I can't dance, so I got to get so drunk that I don't care. Mm. And that that was my mentality when I was 18, 19, started going out. Yes. And so, drunk enough to go. and like for me, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so wild tonight. Like maybe I'll have a Bailey's on the Rock at home whilst uh, okay. working. Still. Really? Like he's like, whoa, what's with you tonight? Let me get. That's it. What... Let me sort you out. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what I brought. And then for Dan, he, I think, what was part of his lifestyle already that I began to implement was the um, food and training. Mm. With the food and training, it's something I always did, and it was probably the one thing that got me out of the party scene. But I still binge was doing my binge drinking. You know, there was well, you my, there, the there was time, there was times at months on end that I wouldn't. But if I did have a drink, I, I wouldn't just have one for the for the enjoyment of having one with friends. I would, uh, okay, we're going out. I'm going to get smashed, um, and that was the problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was the training. I've been training now for nearly twenty years. So I started training with a a friend who was a personal trainer and my housemate, my best friend at the time, and we started training and, you know, when I was 18, 19, and that's part of my life. I guess with football, when I did do my knees, the rehab got me into the gym as well. And then I thought, well, I'm kind of enjoying this. I can't play football anymore. There was kind of no point in continuing to play football after four knee surgeries when you knew your professional career was over because you're not going to get paid and I'm like well I'm not going to continue to destroy my body if I'm not going to get paid and do it full time um so that that was uh why how I got in the gym and yeah we I mean we had nutritionists come in with football and we you know so I've always had an idea although it's progressed so much in the last 20 years he's anal with his like he's Oh gosh, like supplements, like everything has to be clean. We we can't eat normal bread, even gluten-free. Like anything with canola oil is a no. He yeah. likes to make everything. So from I'm gonna scratch. ruin your life if you don't know about toxins, chemicals, and nasty. He has taken all the joy out of food for me. I'm just kidding. But you no, know, it is. It's a problem. It's an issue. Uh that every company and every shopping center is just riddled with artificial foods, colorings, 
toxic oils, inflammatory oils. If it's in a package, it's not real. Hormones, uh, you name it. And yeah, like well, the one of the mottos that I always had, if if it grows from the earth, you can eat it. But that's also changed for me in the last few years because now we've got so many herbicides and pesticides and GMO and it's it's so kind now, of like it's kind of a rabbit hole. Yeah. It's, it's once you go down there, it's like you can't unlearn you can't what what you know. I'm like, oh crap. So I've never been someone that really looked at I've always like cared about what I ate, mostly because from my skin because I tend to break out when I don't eat well but then you took it to another level and then now I'm like I'm getting to the point probably where you are as well so I look at the packaging of everything now and I look at to see if like there's canola oil or vegetable oil which is canola oil um and I'm basically like if I see something in a package I'm like that's not real food so I start monitoring like how much real food did my kids have today if it came out of a box they haven't actually eaten today and then I think about you know like the the fruits where did I buy them was it from a farmer's market because if not you know so all the things so now we've been for a year and it's been gassed and Full of chemicals. Anyway. So we now have a little veggie patch that the kids like to water. So we're growing our own of what we can in our current house. Um, Blueberries and strawberries. Yeah. So there was a study done on strawberries that when they squeeze or made Mm -hmm. made strawberry juice, uh, they used that strawberry juice. The the contents of pesticide was so high that that strawberry juice was, was useful in spraying the rest of the, the rest of the crop that's how much pesticide was in it because they absorb the pesticides you can't just wash it off even if you have a kangen machine which i i'm all for i remember the kangen water machines they clean the pesticides off the surface but it's inside the fruit and that's the problem that's why we are very big on trying our best i know we can't do it all the time it is really difficult to get a hold of them all but to eat organic fruit and veg and then focusing on like fruit and veg that has some kind of like a tough skin so like bananas are pretty good because you know like things like that like strawberries are one of the most vulnerable because the skin is so thin and all the pesticides go in there so we could go on and on and on about this um but basically like what Dan brought in was just such an awareness around food. I remember it used to even cause like arguments because I I was pregnant and I was like, if you've been pregnant, you know, you have zero control over what you eat because it's like the thing you liked all of a sudden you feel like vomiting. So one of the things that we used to do was we already ate clean. We're already not drinking. We're like meditating. We're doing all the things right. And we would do these smoothie bowls where it would be like protein, um, yogurt sometimes, and then like fruit and like basically it, right? So it's very, very healthy. Um, And Dan would be like, I'll make you a salad. I'll make you. And I'm like, no, like the thought of a salad right now, I'm going to vomit like in my mouth. And he's like. But now I'd rather cook you a grass fed steak. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so, and then he's like, oh, I'll make you a smoothie. And I'm like, I cannot. So, because he just, he wanted me to be the healthiest that I could be for the baby. Totally understandable. But when you're pregnant, you have no control. You did so well. Yeah. And like, and he was. That was the other thing. He's really not a medication guy. I had the worst morning sickness for about 14 weeks with Luca, and I couldn't take any of the medication. So I just suffered for 14 weeks. But it's paid off. 
it's paid off. Oh, it was, it was a hundred percent worth it. And like, you know, he had opinions about like, um, uh, like epidurals and everything. He wanted me to go natural with the baby as well, which we did. And, uh, that was tough. And just to give you a little bit of context as how toxic some of these chemicals and stuff are, it, like red 40, for example, I know in Australia it's not in, in too many foods, but it still is. You still can get it. If a, a, a Which is a colouring. Yeah, food and artificial colouring. It's in a lot of things like Skittles and, um, you know, ice creams and, and stuff like that. But uh, one of the experiments that they did, they put um, a celery sticks in a glass of water with some of these artificial food colorings. And, you know, I think it was a caramel. It got brown and wilted within 24 hours. The red, it, it was pretty much dead in 24 hours. That's how toxic red 40 is. And we're giving it to our kids and wondering why they got autism and ADHD and attention deficit problems and, you know, ten- we're not making any conclusions. We're not doctors, but I mean, I, I think it's it's a fair conclusion to make that if it's killing, um, you know, a plant, we are organic guys. We are more like plants than anything else, right? And animals like than anything else, like not like the buildings and other stuff and all this like genetically modified stuff. I think it's a fair assumption to make that it's and a very bad for us. Most doctors aren't even equipped because they're not even they're not experts in that field. But there is plenty of science and plenty of research that have gone into these, and they're the people that I listen to. So we're not. That's fine. But I trust the people that I get information from and the the, the studies that are done. But yeah, you put a you put a a living plant in something and it's dead in twenty four hours. It's probably Concerning. not a good thing. Yeah. The other thing is water. So the main thing that we did was clean our water. There's fluoride is so toxic that a drop of pure fluoride on the on an adult tongue can kill a man, right? It's in our water because it's good for our teeth, apparently. Um, we've got chlorine, we've got fluoride, we've got herbicides and pesticides, we've got hormones, we've got all sorts of things that are in our tap water and we're putting them in our bodies. It's 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 crazy. So just Get changing that, getting it's worth getting the money and putting in a good water system um so we the i had kangan water kangan water machine which I, th- I think they were fantastic but the one reason i got rid of that is because it didn't get rid of the fluoride out of the water only the chlorine and, and other things but um i learned later on that the reverse osmosis system is the only thing that will get rid of 99 percent of uh, all chemicals and toxins metals fluor- fluoride chlorine but then you could have fed it through the kangen machine, and mm-hmm. I would have, I would have loved to do that. Um, we'll do that. But I still got a remineralizing, realkalizing uh, mm. water system. And then we have so. like a shower filter as well, because obviously your skin is like the largest organ on your body, and so it's like absorbing all of those same things. So yeah, I think um, like chemicals and and toxins. Um, wait, were we there? Yeah, we were. Yeah. Um, and like even with our cleaning stuff, you know, we try to keep it as natural. Fuck up soda white vinegar, the best. Yeah, like we we try to keep it as <laughs> as natural as possible. Um, yeah, obviously we're not a hundred percent. Like there's sometimes we use chemicals, but we uh, we try rarely to, try to limit it and um you know do do what we can to keep ourselves healthy. Um, what else uh, on the on that topic? Um. <laughs> With the chemicals and toxins, I think like you've been pretty strict with the kids about about their. Like, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we can't have enjoy ourselves. For example, candies, treats. I, I like to make things. I make bread that I know 
is made with good, clean ingredients. You know, I, Julie, I'll be enjoyment. working and he's like baking downstairs. Because why am I going to say, so canola oil is so toxic. I'm not going to go into it. But if you want to research how it's made, it's an industrial oil. They bleach it. They add they add all kinds of crap into it. It's such a toxic chemical process to get canola oil. But it's so cheap and it creates the bread to stay really soft and fluffy for a long period of time. So it's, it's nice. It's nice and soft and it stays together. But extremely toxic so you know i like to make the bread i like to get the uh, we don't we only have a courtyard we don't have a big backyard here but we've got our, our pots and we've got blueberries and we've got strawberries and we've got cherry tomatoes and we've got some herbs we've got you know things growing in the yard and if we can't buy organic i like to make things i like to make i made brownies last week um so using yeah. raw honey from my granddad's beehives you know so you know, raw honey is a, it's a medicine on its own we do lots of remedies. That's another thing. Oh my god! By yeah. you know, getting onion and garlic and chopping them up and letting them sit in a jar of raw honey pulls out the antibiotic, anti-inflammatory properties. We give a teaspoon a day. The kids get a cough. Give them a teaspoon of that instead of medicine. You know, that's a natural. You know, fight, that's a natural medicine. Yeah, um, and I think there's there's you know there's a spectrum like with, with everything, and we're not like anti-medicine, but we also feel like we're way too quick to medicate our kids. And we have to understand that with every medicine, okay, there is a side effect. Mm. Whereas with natural remedies, there aren't. And so if we can avoid it, like I'm the, I'm the mom, like, it's so funny. Cause I know I don't look it, but I'm like crunchy. Okay. As a mom, I will like, I'm like breast milk will help it. Like, let me just breastfeed my babies, mm. you know? Uh, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud about so proud of you. is yeah. for breastfeeding my kids. I've breastfed my, I've been breastfeeding for six years now, like between my two children and my boobs have suffered and I'm like small price to pay because I know I'm helping their immune systems. Like I know for, not even in terms of immune system, but in terms of like um, secure attachment, safety, all the things to help them become truly independent, not forced independent, rushing their independence, like for them to grow up and like mask this sense, like a fake sense of strength and independence, but truly be so grounded and so connected with themselves that they are these powerful little beings. So like, for me, uh, I'm very like hesitant to give them medicine so much so to the point where like I've been told, stop, <laughs> give your kids some medicine because they're not getting better. So I'm very much on the opposite, you know, like side of things, but it doesn't mean we wouldn't give our kids medicine when they yeah, need I, it, I'm, but it's a last resort. Yeah. And I love the medical field for what they can do. Like when Lucas split his head open like they were amazing, you know, and Absolutely so amazing. definitely not taking anything away from the medical field and what they can do, but it's just like if we can remove the toxins going in and if we can put better things in, then we're going to have a better chance at, at staying healthy and strong, uh, have more energy, feel better and do better. So mm. that's what it's all about. You know, I think I really leveled up with this when I had kids because, it's one thing doing it for yourself, but it's another thing doing it for your kids. And I started all the research on what is in everything when I started going into my kids' mouths. And mm. uh, and I think with with our kids too, we, you know, some some parents maybe don't have a lot of rules around food, and some of them are like, you have to eat your veggies. I don't force my kids to eat their veggies, but they see the way that I eat. 
Mm. And they know. Yeah. And so they know mommy doesn't drink. Mommy has smoothies that daddy's always drinking something green that like we're, we're always like, so they see it and I don't need to control them and to force them. So I don't mind. I will go buy my kids ice cream. I don't care because they're little kids and they need to, um, they need to live. But Aaliyah's at the age where, yes, I tell her, I'm like, I'm like, that was really yummy. She's like, oh, so yummy. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's actually not that good for you. Especially she says she has like a tummy ache or something. I'm like, that might've been because you just ate a little bit too much sugar today, babe. And then I explained to her and I explained to her, you know, maybe at a level that's even too high for her, but that's okay. I like speaking higher than, so she can be aspiring to rather than like dumbing it way too low for her. But I explained to her like the impact these things are having on her, Mm. on her brain. Um, And Aaliyah wants to be a very smart girl. So she's like, oh, you know, so she's learning um, just from us. Yeah. We're leading by example. Yeah, We're leading by example. And and, uh, and it's it's creating, um, it's, it's the right programming conditioning from a young age. So I have... You know, I used to be a, a, a sales rep for a, a health company, nutrition company. Uh, it's a lot what a lot of people knew me for. For your health, they focus on digestive health. And one of their one of their um, slogans was, "It's not what you eat; it's what you absorb." Because it was all about it was all about absorption and digestive health. And that's where I learned a lot as well. But I still use their super greens. It's the antioxidants. So it's equivalent of of twenty four fruit and veg per serve. And I have that religiously every single morning. And I started giving it to the kids. Aaliyah, I was a little bit too late on it. But with Luca, straight away, I was like, you want some magic juice? Magic juice, green he juice. It makes me stronger. Makes you stronger. <laughs> so every morning he he asks for this spirulina, alfalfa grass, wheatgrass, broccoli, all the, all the yep. you know, superfood green juice. I give it to him every day because it's magic it's a juice. Treat. And he loves it because he he's used to it. We programmed him to, to instead of asking for a soda or an orange juice full of sugar, he asked for his green juice. Our kids cannot have any kind of soda. Like, Soda's a band in this house. We, we, we would never have it. No. We don't even have juice. The most you can get is fizzy water, no. spicy water. Um, and um, If they want juice, I go and get it and I make fresh watermelon juice. Yeah. juice. I juice it myself um, most of the time. Look, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we're out and they'll have an apple juice, but I, I try to water it down. I try to limit it. Um, but I really like how our kids like react to like, if I, they're like, what do we want? And they're like, if, if anybody ever suggested McDonald's, they'd be like, no, like they know there's no way in hell they're getting McDonald's. Like they know it's not food. It's actually not food. We would never give it. Don't get me wrong. We don't deprive our kids. They, we get, we eat out a lot, a lot. You know, but it's we are never <laughs> going to KFC. We never go to McDonald's. We're never going to fast food outlets. We Maybe go one to day I'll restaurant. get fast food, but without them, I wouldn't take them to that. Yeah, I mean, they like Luca loves hot chips, and so do I. I'm not going to say you can never eat them. Oh but, no! But, but we but we give the good stuff, and we speaking of it. pregnancy though, when when I was pregnant, um, that's what Aaliyah called being pregnant. When I was pregnant, I literally craved KFC, and I had to go through the drive-thru with my big belly and oh I would get one, just one piece and I would like scoff it. Like I would be so, I would, and then I would feel so much better. And I, then I would feel this Sick. massive guilt. Like, ooh, what did I just do to my body? But I couldn't help it when you're pregnant. You really can't help it. Oh, and it tastes Tasty. great. I love KFC. I love Zinger Stacker. I love Hungry Jacks, but, or Burger King. and But, um, you know, 
it's it's having the discipline yeah anyway so moving on chit chat uh, so the last one is like the emotional health and I think that's definitely something that I brought into the relationship because it's what I study um and what I coach people in and so um, you know, it wasn't obviously being a coach. I know you don't force people to do the work. Um, and I think that's one mistake as women we make is we like to push our husbands to do the work, like come and learn with me. I just went to Tony Robbins or I just did Joe Dispenza's workshop and you want to carry them along. And it's like, men don't want to be told what to do period. So I just modeled, um, like how I deal with my stuff. And then when he was going through challenging stuff, I would be a listening ear. And then it was like, like into our relationship before I ever took him through an actual like healing process, like an inner child healing process. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, like he didn't want to acknowledge his inner child. He was, so he was like, yeah. And, um, it, there was a lot of resistance and and I was just like little dental is what we call his energy. Little dental. I'm like, it's hurting and he needs you. So I think that's something that I've brought in and, and um, I help even like Aaliyah with like, she, she um, had an incident with a friend the other day and she was really upset about it. So when I was getting her out of the car, I said, you know, and I, I just talk her through it, like at a child's level, like, how did that make you feel like, oh, it made me feel like this. Mm, okay. And, and it's okay to feel like that. Tell me where you felt that. Where did you feel that? And she's like, it was, it was here. I'm like, okay, let's put our hands there. And we can, we can be with this. You see that it feels okay to feel like that. Like, cause I'm teaching her to be with her emotions because the opposite of that is emotional avoidance. It's watching TV. It's texting. It's doing something else. It's biting your nails. It's doing something besides being present with that emotion. And so that's what I bring to um, my kids. And that's something that, you know, I've, I help Dan with too. I get a free pass to to Marcy's coaching because you know when when she's doing workshops I'm in the background listening and I'm like yeah and I'm able to learn a lot from the way that she is the way that she holds herself she processes things herself um, the way she talks to the kids the way she talks on her workshops and on online calls and stuff so you know, I, I get to learn a lot and I have learned a lot emotionally uh, from Mars, but I've also invested in and in, had mentors and coaches uh, in the men's space as well, um, which has really helped with that journey. So it, it is, you know, physical uh, health through your food and, and what what you don't put in your body and what you do put in your body is one thing, but also emotional and mental health is another aspect. And you can eat all the organic foods in the world and, do all the things but still get, get cancer get cancer or disease because you're so off energetically emotionally you're mentally. still holding your trap trauma you're there's resentment there's unforgiveness there's all this stuff that you're not willing to face because it's mm. too hard or I'm not emotional or whatever excuse that we place on it and um uh when Dan was saying he's invested in himself, when we first got together, like we got pregnant in like a minute of being together. It was wow. like insane. And we, we got together, we got pregnant and you were traveling. Mm. So it was a lot. Like physically we weren't together very often before we got pregnant. None. It was, but it just 
it just felt right. Oh, of course, of course. Best thing that ever happened to me, but it was significant change and it was, it was yeah. quick. It was fast. Um, and you know, when you become pregnant, you, you have no control over your emotions, even for someone like me. Um, and you, your hormones are raging. And so here he had this like very level headed, mature woman who all of a sudden was not being that way, um, and pregnant with his child. And he's like, bro, like what is going on? So him investing in himself is what kept this relationship together. So I would call you forward if you are having trouble in your relationship to invest in someone because well, invest in yourself. Um, because there was things that I think could have broken us apart, but didn't because you were getting the support that you were getting and yeah, I was able to get some great perspective and things, even just the understanding. Like I I didn't understand the journey of pregnancy and he did and and just his um guidance on certain things of you know he was like a wise big brother he was like a wise big brother and i will forever be grateful for him but you know just just some of the things that happened that were so out of context for mass and i'm like what the that and he's just like bro you gotta understand she's going through so many hormonal changes right now her hormones are going crazy in her body and she doesn't know how to handle that she, all, all these things are coming up you know she's getting pregnant she's losing her body she's she's having all these feelings she's get, she just can't control what's happening i was already a single mom i already had a failed relationship I guess could just, this be another like it was yeah so was a lot. just that conversation being able to put that into oh yeah it's not me and that was my trauma of blaming myself what's wrong with me and uh, no 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 it's not about me and all i have to do is be there and let her know that it's okay and it's safe mm. and i wouldn't have had that perspective if it wasn't for my my coach at the time so mm. shout out to staff shout out to stephanos safandos because i'm probably not the guy to take you through that if you're a man listening if you're a guy listening i'm probably not there right now to to take you through that but he is and Mm. and definitely reach out if you are looking for that because it was fantastic for my life and our relationship so yeah and there's you know there's a lot of really great marketers in this world and there's um you know a lot of great coaches (laughs) and there's a difference so um he is definitely like a man who is embodied in his work um and i consider myself a really good judge of character and like the moment i heard him i mean he's the real you're always spot on you can tell you can tell I've got a good from a mile away yeah. I'm like nah he's off she's off and then sure enough six months later he's like what how'd you know I'm like I could yeah. just tell yeah. <laughs> anyway so anyway, yeah I, I just want to say like we, we talked about it a lot in that and there was some tips but feel free to reach out if there's anything else that you want to want to know about mm. health food what to what to keep out I've got a list of uh, ingredients to look out for to keep out of your, your food supply. It's very tricky to stick to, but it helps. You know, if you can if you can choose this this product over that product because it's missing three ingredients that are toxic, then mm. cool. It does come in handy and it gets easier over time because I can look at it. And go, nah, oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to reach out. We're here to help. Um, and. That's it from us. Yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of That's What He Said. Bye for now. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.